Good morning. In today's Torah portion, you have a very, very famous verse. In fact, it's so famous a verse that when the Rebbe chose 12 specific Torah passages from Torah and from Maimore Chazal, from teachings of our sages, and compiled them as what we call the 12 Sukkim, that children recite and children say by heart all the time, meaning fundamental to what it means to be a Jew, this is one of them. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? After telling the Jewish people what it's going to be like when they do tshuva, that's the first thing he says, which is where we left off yesterday, that even while we find ourselves in foreign lands, Hashem is with us. We talked about that in yesterday's podcast. Hashem will return us eventually and will come back together with us. <clears throat> so in today's Torah portion, Moshe Rabbeinu says that when you will do tshuva, you'll return to the land and Hashem is going to be better to you even than he was to your fathers. Not only as good as when he was to your fathers, but he's going to be better to you than he was to your fathers. Now, lest you think, says Moshe, that I'm setting for you such lofty goals that they're unattainable. In other words, if I tell you, listen, I can make your life better than, any, than, than, than your father, so to speak. And a person looks up to his father and he says, yeah, that's very nice, but what you're asking of me in order to be able to provide me with the beneficence that you want is that I be a better person or I achieve goals that that other person could never have achieved. So now you're asking me to do something more. It's going to be superhuman. It's not doable. So it's very nice that you're offering me this incredible beneficence that will come as a result of something that I will do when the thing that you're asking me to do is simply undoable by me. So what's the point? Rabbi, if you ran the LA Marathon, I will donate a half a million dollars to Chabad of Brentwood. That's a very nice pledge. And I would love to have the donation. But I can't run the LA Marathon. I, it doesn't make a difference. At this point in my life, if I spent the next 10 years training for the LA Marathon, I still am not going to be able to run the LA Marathon. I'm able to. It's 26 miles. Walk it, maybe. Bicycle, maybe. But, but the, 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 run 26 miles, I can do it. It's just not going to happen. So what's the point in telling me that you're willing to give me a half a million dollar donation or a million dollar donation? I don't care if you told me a 20 million or 20 million dollars, I'd already figure out how to walk the marathon. But that's a separate story. But um, what's the point in giving me this incredible pledge if you're asking me to do something for that pledge that's simply unachievable by me? Okay? That's the premise for today's Torah portion. Moshe Rabbeinu says that even when you find yourselves in foreign lands, eventually you're going to do tshuva. And when you do tshuva, Hashem is going to bring you back to the land. And Hashem is going to give you beneficence better than you ever had even before. That's all very lovely and very nice, but seriously, we're going to do tshuva? How are we supposed to be able to achieve tshuva if we couldn't stay from in the 40 years of the desert? And we couldn't stay from during the 400 years of the first base of Mikdash, you think we're going to stay from in Broward? Undoable. So, so with that backdrop in mind, that's when Moshe comes into today's Torah portion, and he says, This mitzvah which I'm commanding you to do, 
Niflis is an interesting word. So Rashi says, I have to translate it for you. Because anytime there's a word that's not straightforward, Rashi jumps in in the simple understanding and translates it. Has Rashi translated Niflis? It's not concealed. It's not like you're looking for something that you can't find. You're running around looking, oh, I'd love to have a better relationship with Hashem. <clears throat> I just can't, f- I don't know how to do it. Duh. Just go to the corner, ask for Senti and Bundy. It's right there, just walk in the door. It's right there. Everything you need is right there. Oh, that place, yeah, yeah, I know where it is. But I've never been in there. I don't know why. It's not so far away from you. It's not at a great distance. Then Moshe Rabbeinu gives two examples. It's not in the heavens. That you would have to say, who's going to go up to the heavens? Take it. Bring it to us. And teach it to us. Let us hear it. That we'll be able to do it. Then he gives another example. It's not on the other side of the ocean. Lamar to say, who's going to cross the sea for me? Or bring it back to me. These are interesting two examples. And he concludes, it's very close to you. Very, very close to you. Your mouth will love your heart. To be able to accomplish it. Okay. What are these two examples? Go up to the heaven. Who's going to cross over the sea? And the explanation is, is that what you're saying is there are people who are Bashamaima, people I look up to, very religious. The rabbi, I don't know who it is. You can choose whoever it is you want. That person, he's very, very religious. Because he's so religious, even though I'm attracted to learn from him, you know, I'm attracted to learn from him. I can't relate to him. He's so much more spiritual, so much more religious than I am. I would struggle to be able to relate to him. There's no way I can ask. So when I say who's going to go up to the heaven, meaning I already know people that are in heaven. They're in an incredibly transcendent spiritual state. I know such people. But the question is, can they bring it back to me? And make it heard in such a way that I will hear them, that I'll be able to understand it, and then implement it. I can't. I'm not the rabbi. I'm not the rabbi. I don't have a beard. I don't have payers. I live in a different kind of world. My priorities are different. My priorities for my kids are different, etc., etc. I can't relate to those people, supposedly, who are in the heavens. Then, the other people on the other side of the ocean, as we just said in this morning's Hayom Yom, the Altarebbe's interpretation, what is the ocean? The ocean is all of our physical pleasures. That's what it's a metaphor for. Because it says, water causes all kinds of delights and pleasures to grow. So Me'evalayam means I don't even have such a, a frame of reference for a person who's Everlayam, who's went to the other side of the ocean, meaning he's so incredibly immersed in physicality and in a physical world, 
he crossed over to the other side of the ocean, and now that guy is going to bring it back to me. And he's going to teach me the Torah. In other words, he's going to be able, he's going to be that beacon of light, that guy who's super immersed in physicality, very spirit, but at the same time, very spiritual, able to teach it to me in a way that I can relate to it. A, because I don't even know who that guy is, but B, I'm not that physically immersed. So I can't relate to either one of those people. And it doesn't really help me. So if you're telling me, Moshe Rabbeinu, that when I'll do tshuva in this foreign land, Hashem is going to give me blessings more than ever before, maybe the tshuva that I'm looking for is either from some guy who's grown a beard and pays, or... Um, you, you, know, you know him, right? Uh, Ronnie Vance. Right? Ronnie Vance. Ah, I'm not Ronnie Vance. Come on, give me a break. Right? That's your argument. I hope Ronnie doesn't hear this because we'll go crazy if he hears me. That I mentioned his name. Right? I can't relate to either one of these people. So Moshe Rabbeinu says you don't have to relate to either one of them. Hashem is expecting you to be you. He doesn't want you to be the tzaddik. He doesn't want you to be your great-grandfather who was a rabbi because everybody I know, their great-grandfather was a rabbi. Everybody I know. Their great-grandfather was a rabbi, okay? He doesn't want you to be your great-grandfather. Hashem wants you to be you, is what Moshe Rabbeinu says. And to be able to be you, is very close to you. To you, to do it your way. In your mouth, in your heart. Be you. Don't try to be anybody else. And if you try to be the best you, you will be the best you that connects to the Hashem in the best way possible, the way you're supposed to. And then it's then it brings it implementation. That's how you'll know that you're doing you correctly if it's la sosa, if you're doing it. If you're just talking about it, the philosophizing, et cetera, et cetera, then you wasted your time. But if it's implemented in the way you live your life, in the way you do mitzvahs, practical mitzvahs, then Kodesh Baruch Hu is ecstatic about that. And then that's tshuva beyond anything you could have ever imagined. Oh, is, is your davening up to par with that of your great-grandfather who was a rabbi? Probably not. Is the way you have Avis Yisrael the same as the Chassidim of 150 years ago? Yesterday we had the Baal Shem Tov's birthday and the Alter Rebbe said of the Baal Shem Tov that if we would kiss the Torah with the same love at the Baal Shem Tov and when it was a teacher's helper, kiss the children, he brought them in to, to teach them Torah, we would be amazing. No, we'll never be able to kiss the Torah like the Baal Shem Tov did. We won't. But we're not supposed to. We're not expected to. It's close to you. It's there for you. Do your tshuva the way you're supposed to do it, and Hashem will give you the blessings the way you could ever imagine. Maybe have a ksiva ksima tevish on a tevish sukkah with the gula right now. Amen.